Is prayer a priority in your life? And when I say a priority, I mean, is it what you do as a first choice or do you only pray as a last resort? Welcome to Learn to Pray podcast hosted by pastor, teacher, author, Taryn V. Gaddis. Join us as we talk about why prayer is needed, prayer is necessary, and why prayer is not an option. Musician, pastor, teacher, writer, anyone committed to their craft will tell you it takes practice to do what they do so well. It takes practice until something becomes a skill. It takes practice until something becomes a habit. It takes practice until something becomes a constant rhythm. And the same goes for prayer. We know that as Christians, we are commanded to pray, but not many of us were taught to pray. So as we journey through the next few weeks, we're going to talk about specifically why we need to pray, who we are to pray to, what to pray, when to pray, and how to pray. You don't want to miss one episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Learn to Pray. I'm your host, pastor, teacher, and author, Taryn V. Gaddis. I think I'm going to call this episode, Why? Because this whole episode is going to be about why we should learn, why we should practice, why should we should be trained to pray. So if that's something that you're curious about, you're going to love this episode. So just grab your Bibles, Luke chapter 11, verse 1. And I'm reading out of the English Standard Version of the Bible, Luke 11 and 1. This very famous passage of Scripture says, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. In March of 2009, a Dutch artist named Jonathan Dunn decided God needed a telephone number. So he got him one, a cell number to be exact, to show that God was available anywhere and anytime. In early times, you would go to church and to say a prayer. Dong said in his interview, and now this is an opportunity to just make a phone call and say, uh, and say your prayers in a modern way. It seemed a lot like people appreciated the opportunity that he is, that was afforded to them with this divine hotline. Within a week, over a thousand people left God a message. On one hand, it's pretty thrilling to know that over a thousand people wanted to to connect with God. On the other hand, you must wonder how people will feel once the connection is made. You see, when you call the number that was set up for God, this is what you heard on the other side of the line. 
This is the voice of God. And I'm not able to speak to you at this moment, but please leave a message. That doesn't exactly convey the idea of a God who is available anywhere and anytime, does it? You make, to make matters worse, the number kept being used for about six months. And every time someone called, it would say, this is the voice of God. I'm not, I'm not able to speak to you at this moment. Please leave a message. Two days passed, others would call and they would hear this message. This is the voice of God. I'm not able to speak to you at this moment. Please leave a message. When you think about it, Dong only managed to connect people to an altogether disconnected God. But I want to share with you that God is not a disconnected God. He's not a detached God. He is not a despondent God. But God is a God who desires to hear from his children. And I'm grateful that that's not how God relates to us or even how prayer works. Prayer is the center point of the life, a life with God. It should be woven into the fabric of our morning routine and our, our daily duties and our weekly schedule. We should make time for prayer every single day. Even if we have to stay up all night, it, prayer, is where we get to enjoy our Father's company. Prayer is our opportunity to interact with the Heavenly Father and participate in His work of bringing redemption to earth. So can I be nosy for a moment? Can I just quickly ask you to reflect on a few questions? Have you ever wondered if you were praying right? Have you ever questioned if you were saying the right words in prayer? Have you ever felt nervous about praying out loud or in front of a group of people? If so, welcome to the crowd. I believe that, uh, that all of these thoughts and feelings simply comes from being human. Believe it or not, I have them too. But nerves also suffer surfaces when we think prayer is more about performance than practice with God. Any athlete, musician, pastor, teacher, writer, anyone committed to their craft will tell you it takes practice to do what they do so well. It takes practice until something becomes a skill. It takes practice until something becomes a habit. It takes practice until something becomes a constant rhythm. And the same goes for prayer. Prayer is a practice with God, not a performance. And the more we practice our prayers, the more natural our conversation with God will be. 
That's why I wrote powerful prayers for all seasons, both the Old Testament and New Testament volumes, because I knew that I was not the only one who needed the consistency and the ability and the accountability of time in prayer with God. Over the course of the next few weeks, we're going to experience different practices of prayer as a way of deepening our relationship with God. Some practices will probably feel more comfortable than others, and that's okay. But the goal is to be consistent with prayer as you develop your own rhythm, range, and routine as you learn how to practice prayer. I haven't always been a preacher, a pastor, teacher, author. Believe it or not, I used to be a pretty good athlete. And uh, I had the body of a running back uh, for a football team. But the sport I loved the most was basketball. Uh, the mastering of the skill of dribbling and passing and shooting, uh, the triple threat they call it in basketball, taught me much about, about practice. Free throws were my specialty. While each of us know that basketball is a team sport, when you were fouled by your opponent in the act of shooting, you had opportunity to shoot free throws, either a one-in-one one or two shots. Free throws can be a deciding factor in the overcoming and winning and losing a game. Approaching the free throw line in a game setting is a daunting task until you practice seriously simulating a game scenario, free throws is the only opportunity in basketball where the defense cannot interfere, leaving the moment entirely up to you, which is why it is essential in incorporating repetition of a shot from the free throw line. I prided myself on the fact that I was an excellent free throw shooter. However, it was not because of pure talent. It was not about natural ability or simple skills. I practice and I practice and I practice. I shot free throws in the off season, in hot gyms with no air condition. I, I shot free throws during the season before every practice, after every practice, and sometimes after a game when I didn't feel like that I performed to the level that I needed to perform. Shooting in alone and shooting with a partner, shooting hundreds and two hundreds, maybe three or four times a day. I believe this is a great reminder of the importance of education and training in prayer. We're born with the natural, natural tendency toward language and, and numbers and curiosity about the world and creativity. But without proper practice and training, we do not develop them beyond the basics, basic necessity of life. When we study and practice, we develop the skills that becomes the basis for our life's work. We develop an effective language skill to, uh, daily, to, da to daily navigate this world and communicate in the workplace. When we work on these basic necessities, we cultivate our curiosity in a loving and 
and leaning and learning way. We, when we practice prayer, we we learn to work uh, in 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 step with God, and we learn how to look for the will of God and the way of God through the Word of God. And I believe that if we, if we set high values on education, and all of us should, why do we often neglect our spiritual education? Why do we forget prayer needs to be trained and prayer needs to be developed and pre prayer needs to be practiced? Why do we too often wing it when we're dealing with something so incredibly uh, powerful, a tool and a spiritual discipline that God has given us? How do we just wing it instead of deliberately developing our prayer language and our prayer discipline? Every prayer, everyone prays, but not everyone prays effectively. Everyone prays, but not everyone prays and gets an answer. If so many of us are praying, why don't we see more of the effects of the power in prayer if we have the faith that we need? John uh, Locato says, Max Locato says, our, our prayers may be awkward, our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it, not in the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. Martin Luther, a great preacher, says to, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Prayer needs training. Prayer needs practice to fully develop. And we're born with the ability. We're born with the ability to, to talk. We're born with the ability to count. We're born with the ability to communicate language. But when we don't take the time to learn, develop, and to practice the language, we are not going to be able to use it the way God intended it for it. And I believe that most of us only use prayer on the very smallest level. And then some of us tend to use it only in times of crisis. Consider a young child who hadn't developed language skills yet. Communication is, is, is used primarily for urgent needs such as the child is hungry or they, they, they are afraid or there are discomfort. Similarly, when we haven't learned the language of prayer or developed the discipline of prayer of a regular prayer life, prayer becomes something we result to or retreat to in times of crisis and need only, but not something that is ingrained in the fabric of our lives. And so I want to use the remaining of our time to talk to you about um, reasons why we need training and practice and development when it comes to prayer. First, practicing prayer produces a pray first relationship with God. 
Number two, practicing prayer pushes you into your greatest potential with God. Practicing prayer number three proves the incredible power that God unleashes when we pray. So let's just jump right into this. Praying, practicing prayer produces a pray first relationship with God. Prayer is meant to be more, much more than a last ditch effort or cry for help. You often heard people, just as I have, that says, since I've done everything else, I might as well try to pray about it. It should be a underlying conversation in our lives. The first place that we ought to turn in the times of joy and sadness and grief and fear and uncertainty and times of celebration and times of crises in times of problems and times of praise, it ought to be prayer. Prayer should be our go-to, not our last chance. As we develop your prayer, as you develop your prayer life, you'll develop a relationship with God. And without this relationship with God, God remains a distant theoretical deity or some untouchable God. You'll miss the God who desires a personal connection with you and to make a real impact in your life. God desires to hear from you. Thomas Watson says this. He writes, prayer delights God's ear, but it melts God's heart. I love that. Prayer delights God's ear, but it melts God's heart. So the first thing that practicing prayer does, it produces a pray first relationship with God. That we're able to come to God whenever we no matter what we're going through. Secondly, praying, practicing prayer pushes you into the great your greatest potential in in God. Practicing prayer helps you reach the potential God has for you. Allowing God to work through you as God planned, purposed. He wants so much. God wants so much more for for you than the world has to offer to reach your potential or to reach the better uh, future or to reach even the, the level of joy that God desires for us to have. You and I need to learn to hear his voice and recognize his guidance in our lives. Prayer is where you learn to hear God's voice. Prayer is where you begin to release control of your life to God, you, you you take the burden and you and you lay it in at the feet of the master or you lay it in the lap of your father. Prayers where you seek God's guidance and lean into his plan. Uh, Oswald Chambers says prayer does not fit us for the great work. Prayer is the great work. Hudson Taylor says this, uh, do, do not have your concert first and then tune your instruments afterwards begin the day with the word of god in prayer and get first of all in harmony with him so i believe that practicing prayer uh it produces a pray first relationship with god secondly 
Practicing prayer pushes us into the greatest potential of God. And lastly, practicing prayer proves the incredible, the very incredible power that of God that comes through prayer. I cannot say it enough that in prayer, there is a power that can be released that can change our world. God listens to our prayers, whether you pray once in desperation or you have a developed discipline of regular prayer. E.M. Bounds says prayer outlives the life of those who utter them, outlives a generation, outlives an age, and outlives a world. And I believe that with everything that I have, there are people who have gone before us that have prayed. And you and I are living testimonies of the power of prayer and how prayer continues to move even when we are no longer here. One prayer can unleash God's will in this world. One prayer can turn a life around. One prayer can change a whole generation. And yet when we're trained in prayer and develop your prayer language and discipline, how much more can you partner with God and release his full power in this world? Prayer isn't to change God's plan or to convince him to enable yours, but rather prayer is opening our hearts to allow God to work his plan through us. Prayer opens the way to release God's purposes in our lives that, that we say to him as Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane where he says, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. What an amazing opportunity that you and I have as we learn to pray. Edwards Harvey says, a day without prayer is a day without a blessing. And a life without prayer is a life without power. How will you begin your training? How will you begin to practice? How will you handle what God has spoken to your heart? And will you take on the spiritual discipline of a prayer. Are you ready? Are you ready to get started? If you are, stay connected with us here at Learning to Pray. Thank you for listening to Learn to Pray. Here are a few nuggets to take with you as we wrap up this episode. There are three reasons prayer needs training and practice. Reason number one, Practicing prayer produces a pray-first relationship with God. Reason number two, practicing prayer pushes you into your greatest potential with God. And reason number three, practicing prayer proves the incredible power of God. Remember this, Martin Luther said, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. It is our prayer that this 
information has prompted you to begin to take your prayer life more seriously. And if you want to learn more about praying and having an effective prayer life, join us in two weeks for episode two of Learn to Pray. Now, back to our host, pastor, author, teacher, Taryn B. Gaddis, as he wraps up this episode of Learn to Pray. I want to pray for you as I close. So will you bow your head? Heavenly Father, I pray that in the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may live our lives as Christ lived his, which was in continuous prayerful fellowship with you as his Father in heaven. May we learn to live in total dependency upon you, only saying and doing those things that we hear from you. May we learn to walk daily in spirit and truth, living in submission to the inner prompting of the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit and remaining in unbroken fellowship with you. May our lives become one of dependency, of humility, goodness, and grace without compromising the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. May we speak out the truth in goodness and love to your praise and your glory. Finally, Father, we asked, as those disciples did in Luke 11 and 1, Lord, teach us to pray. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.